Hey everybody, it's Aaron Albert. It is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. How are you doing? Really, how are you doing right now? I I gotta say that the weekend's news wasn't super great. We've got a hurricane situation coming on. We've got uh, riots still in some cities. We've got record coronavirus outbreaks. It's tough. There's a lot going on right now. Um, so, but that that aside, I think in dark times like these, it's super important for those of us who know that things are going wrong to step up and try to make them right. So with that, today, this morning, I want to talk briefly about the fact that I am running for uh, the American Society for Pharmacy Law president-elect, and I think now is the time to do that. Uh, if you're not familiar with ASPL, I've talked to some of the officers of that organization before on previous podcasts, but really, American Society for Pharmacy Law is one of my favorite organizations that I'm part of because it's all about the intersection of pharmacy, healthcare, and law. And the organization itself is agnostic when it comes to representing any particular party. They're really, their goal in forming as an organization is to really further legal knowledge, communicate accurate legal information to both attorneys and pharmacists, foster knowledge and education pertaining to the rights and duties of pharmacists, distributing information of interest to the membership via their newsletter and other appropriate publications, and providing a forum for exchange of information pertaining to pharmacy law. This organization is the best organization here in the United States to look at that intersection between pharmacy and law. And let's be honest, for those of us in pharmacy, and I was in pharmacy first, long before I went into law, Pharmacy is one of the most highly regulated professions out there. I mean, I've talked about this before on this podcast and other podcasts. Behind securities and banking, we are number one and number two for the most highly regulated industries. I completely understand why we're highly regulated. However, my concern sometimes when laws are being made about what pharmacies can and cannot do, what pharmacists can and cannot do in pharmacy practice, is that they are made oftentimes by people who don't understand and have worked inside a pharmacy. And until you've seen a patient pass away or a patient make really tough decisions about whether or not they can afford their medication that month versus putting food on the table for their families. I think it's a really tough stretch to regulate a, a profession when you don't know enough about it. So that is why I am passionate about getting involved at ASPL at a very high level right now and serve both the pharmacy and legal communi communities together in bridging those understandings. So I think for lawyers who don't understand pharmacy, this organization is a critical one to join if you're working in the healthcare and or pharmacy space so you can understand the issues 
I think as a pharmacist, it's important to get involved in this society to understand how lawmakers think about how they're making our laws, how they think about advocating or not for our profession. You know, provider status is just one tiny example that a lot of us have been talking about for a decade now, and we're still not there. So if you, you know, the old adage, I've talked about this online this weekend when I wrote a blog post about this campaign, the old adage is, if you're getting into pharmacy, you're also getting into politics. And when I graduated kind of naively the first time from pharmacy school, I really didn't believe it. I was like, I'm just going to go do my job as a pharmacist in Plymouth, Indiana. And, you know, I don't need to look at the big picture. I just need to do my job and do it well and serve my patients. Thankfully, I've walked away from that naivete. Uh, and it is a na naive way of thinking these days because pharmacists now more than ever have consistently stepped up and delivered healthcare to patients when no other healthcare professionals have been available during COVID-19. We've stepped up and done testing. We're stepping up and finding innovative ways to give immunizations this fall for the flu vaccine and hopefully very soon the COVID-19 vaccine when it's available. And the bottom line is we need to advocate for ourselves. So what I love about ASPL is it gets the issues on the table. ASPL, again, doesn't really pick sides. It just gets the issues out there. That is why I am running to serve as president-elect of the organization. If you are a member of ASPL, thank you for already recognizing the importance of this organization, and I would welcome your vote. And if you're not a member of ASPL, I would highly recommend that you check them out, ASPL.org. I know there's a ton of pharmacy organizations out there, and I really don't care which ones you join as long as you're involved in at least one of them. I think it's so important right now for us as a profession to step back up and, and take ownership of it. I think it's just really critical right now, and COVID-19 if you can find a silver lining in it, it, is one of those situations where we consistently step up as a profession. We even put ourselves in danger for those pharmacists that are serving in community practice and, and or hospitals. Thank you for your service. But I just think right now is a great time to step up and serve as president-elect of ASPL, and I would be honored to do that. That's all I have to say this morning. I hope I didn't sound too political. I am passionate about pharmacists, particularly getting provider status. I, I feel a little torn about provider status sometimes, though, because when you ask for something, you have to be careful what you wish for. Because if we do get provider status, that also means that, you know, we could be regulated in terms of what we charge for our professional services and dictated as to what we can get reimbursed for. And that's a that's a slippery slope in my mind. But nonetheless, I would still, at the end of the day, like to be recognized as a profession of pharmacy as frontline healthcare providers, because we are. We may be the only people in a rural community that a patient may have access to. 
quickly. And, you know, what other profession can you say that about? Not many, not many. So that's all I got today. I wish you a happy week. I'm still cramming for my self-funded insurance tests that I've got to take this week. And I got to tell you, it is a lot of information to cram into this this brain, but I'm trying. I'm I'm really trying. So if you happen to be an ASPL member, you the voting ballot is should be in your inbox. I would appreciate your vote. You can vote between August 1st and September 1st. I know ASPL is having a fall virtual meeting only this fall in November. I think it's the 3rd through the 5th. Uh, I look forward to connecting with all of you online. I hope to participate in the ASPL online virtual meeting this year. I know I always get really great continuing pharmacist education and continuing legal education as well in simultaneous sessions, which I really appreciate. I think ASPL is only one of a handful of organizations that offer dual credit for continuing education for those of us who happen to be pharmacists and attorneys. So I appreciate that as well. And, you know, if nothing else, if you're a pharmacist listening or a healthcare professional, thank you for doing what you're doing. I think the only way that we're going to get out of this COVID mess is together. So keep fighting the good fight. We appreciate those particularly who are on the front lines. And if I can serve pharmacy in this teeny tiny way, I'm happy to do it. Everybody have a great rest of the week. I'll be back soon. Take care.